Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode and today I want to talk about the oil of Gilead. Now my friend and I were having coffee a few weeks ago and during the conversation she said, oh Wendy I cannot wait to hold your new book in my hands and listen for that crack as I open up the first page and start reading it. Now any readers out there they know when they get a new book and you open the first page it's, it's like a crack. Um, you know what I mean when when you get the new book and and it's just that moment when you're ready and and you're positioned and you're ready to to crack open that new book and as she was saying it um, unbeknown to my friend she had actually put words to the images I'd had in my head of the top of a jar being cracked open because only a few days before I was in prayer and I was praying about um, my new book that's coming out in just a few days, October the 7th. Yes, can't wait. It's called Wounded and on the Run, How the Worst Pain Can Lead You into Your Greatest Calling. And I was just praying over it before its release. And I just felt the still small voice of God whispered to me. um, And he was saying that um, it's... It's the oil of Gilead because my book, Wounded and on the Run, is is about reaching many brokenhearted souls that are so desperately needing the soothing, healing oil that is Gilead running down from each of its pages and pouring its healing balm into someone's wounding as they're actually cracking open that first page. And... An internet search of what the oil of Gilead is, because I'd read it a few times in the Bible, but I, I didn't actually know what it was and what it was used for. Um, so I looked at the uh, etymology. So that's the, that's theology for the or origin or source of a word. So I looked it up and it's actually borrowed from a word in Hebrew that means heap of stones of testimony. Now, Wounded on the Run is about my testimony of wounds and how Jesus healed me, but it's also to help readers heal their wounds and how Jesus shows you his his own scars to help heal all our wounds. And when I read this, this oil of Gilead, the heap of stones of testimony, I thought, oh my goodness, yes, of course, thank you, God. Um, this is this book is the oil of Gilead. It's going to soothe and heal so many. And interestingly, I was when I was reading about the oil of Gilead in biblical times. It's thought that this substance that came from a tree or a shrub. Now you know scholars argue whether it's from that or not. Um, actually, it was um, the the commentary I read that it came from the tree or the shrub beyond the Jordan and was traded in the ancient world known as the oil of Gilead and it held the power it had the power held the power to soothe 
and to heal. And I thought, oh my, God is revealing that my testimony of my wounding was going to be the oil of Gilead for so many others who needed to become empowered and equipped, allowing Jesus to clean up their wounds with his scars and then follow the blood trail that he left at the cross. And as King Solomon writes in the first few lines of his poetic, passionate love story that starts off the book of Song of Songs, he says this, Your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing, over and over poured out. For your lovely name is flowing oil. No wonder the brides-to-be adore you. Wow, the flowing healing oil of Gilead seeps and soothes into every wound that we've felt, every disappointment, pain, brokenness, the, the moments you feel like you've been betrayed by somebody. That's what the oil of Gilead does. It seeps and soothes all those wounds. And the wounding that is left us running, running away, leaving a blood trail behind for the hunter Satan to track us down, searching us out time and time again because of the blood trail that we've actually left behind us. And the hunter Satan fires his arrows and bullets into our most vulnerable places. And if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that the wounded and on the run is about the elk and how the parallels between a wounded elk how they get um, shot by a hunter with an arrow or a bullet to, to start the blood trail so the hunter can follow them and how the parallel is that Satan is the hunter and he tracks Christians down and he fires his arrows of lies and his bullets and he wounds the Christian to keep them running, not just away from church but away from God and away from other Christians and they just keep running. And this is why I wrote Wounded and on the Run, because um, Satan has had his way for far too long being a hunter, and I need people to be empowered and equipped to know how to know his schemes and how God's plan is not is going to keep um, God's plan is is for you and is not against you. And no matter how many schemes the, the hunter Satan um, tries to fire, fire his arrows and bullets at you and the blood trail that you leave behind, God's plan never fails. It never stops. He's always there with you on the path. And my book is The Cabin in the Forest, where you come and sit and let Jesus show you his scars uh, to help heal your wounds. And he helps heal, heal the pain of those wounds that have left you hidden in the shadows. You know, the smear of your muddy past, the grief that's caused you to run and the shame that covers up those oozing scabby wounds, you know, that we do, we hide from other people, you know, and this oil it's going to help soothe the discomfort from facing ourselves keep, and it keeps us running. And right now, if you're listening to my voice, it's right here in this moment that you have longed to stop running in your forest of pain and you just need to catch your breath just for a moment. 
The prophet Jeremiah speaks of healing oil as he longs for Judah to repent and change their ways in Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah in the Bible. He wants them to stop running away from God and run towards him. And we read of the rebellious ways of God's people as they scatter, as they've been scattered and taken into exile. So Jeremiah cries out to God to bring his healing oil. And this is what he says. From within a dark and cold hurt arises. From without, I am strangled by the horror of it all. Is there no healing medicine in Gilead? No balm that could help my people? Is there no physician who can help? Where is there no, why is there no healing for the wounds inflicted on my people? Wow. That's what it's like to be wounded and on the run. You run from those dark and cold hurts that keep arising, keep leaving the blood trail for the hunter to follow us. But it's the sweet-smelling oil of Gilead that's used to heal wounds and, and the damage and the bruises of our tender souls that's you know, it lacerates that relationship between ourselves and God that needs to be gently and carefully mended slowly. In Genesis chapter 3, we read of God calling out to Adam after they've eaten the fruit from the forbidden tree. God comes in the cool of the day like he always does with Adam and Eve and he can't find them. So he calls out to them. He says, where are you? And God is asking us the same question, dear friend. Where are you? Where are you right now? And the sting in the tail of the snail that snake that we allowed to hoodwink us into thinking that going our own way was far better than following the way, which is Jesus, which is God's way, caused us to run away from God, from the Father, instead of running towards his loving tender embrace but that's what shame does with wounds it makes us hide it makes us shrink and and be shameful of what we've done chris volatin he says in his book about royalty he says most of us don't even know who we are because we haven't stopped long enough to say hello to ourselves and if we don't know who we are or how we are doing, how can we really share ourselves with others? You know, hiding can make us forget who we are, and more importantly, whose we are, until we feel we never find that light that will guide us home. So we hide in the shadows, hoping that that pain from all that wounding will eventually go away. And as I share the message of this book that I've written, the Wounded and on the Run book, the scars I carry, they tend to take a posture of brushing aside my testimony. I'll just race through it and, you know, what's found in the pages because I want to get to the point where I want to help people. And my go-to of moving forward, of charging ahead to, towards the next book and the next project I've got on and, and the next message that I need to help other people that that, you know, help win their struggles, finding their way back to the Father's heart. But, but I've learned these past few weeks that I just need to pause and stop. You know, my dismissing position needs to stop taking the stance that the, the book is finished, the work is done, you know, the words are written and the message is clear and 
causing me to rush on to the next thing. But this oil of Gilead, it's like God saying, no, this book's precious. This book carries the oil that's going to help soothe and heal so many wounds and you need to stop and pause and help and and min- administer this this oil onto people and, and guide people to Jesus and sh- and let him show you the scars on his hands and on his feet and and I need to sit with you my friend I need to sit with you in that pain that you're feeling that the wounding that's going around that you know, it's going around in your thoughts at the moment. And you're like, yeah, those, those, they're, they're tender to touch. They're, oh, that's hard. Don't press on those. That's painful. But I'm just going to sit here with you because I, I know I cannot and I shall not now move on. Not until I have guided others to find the healer, the comforter who shows us all so graciously his whole scarring on his hands and feet so that our wounds can be wholly healed. The one who pours the oil of Gilead straight from the heavenly jar as it soaks and saturates your soul with every ounce of his goodness, his kindness and his never-ending grace. So, dear friend, come with me, if you will, and picture a scene of a little wooden cabin in the forest with smoke smouldering out of a metal chimney poking through a grey slatted roof. And imagine the dappled rays of light peeking through the branches of the trees as they shine their warmth on each petal of the colourful flowers adorning the window boxes neatly positioned either side of the front door. And take off your modded shoes. Make yourself at home as you pass under the sign above the door frame that simply says, Welcome. And find a cosy chair in which to rest your weary soul. This shelter, this book, this oil of Gilead has been tenderly crafted for a wounded soul who is tired from the chase. And it is my hope and my prayer, dear friend, that you will find rest within its pages. And this is a place for you to catch your breath, to stop running and let Jesus touch your heart and work on your wounds from the inside out. So where are you today, dear friend? Are you hiding in the shame because of your wounds? Well, I pray that the oil of Gilead, that Jesus is going to pour out from the pages of this book that's coming out, my book that's coming out on Friday. I just pray that it will help each and every wounded person who's hidden for so long that they've actually forgotten who they are and more importantly, whose they are. And I pray that the arrows of affliction with which the hunter Satan keeps firing. I pray that they will hear your voice, Lord. And it, that voice, the Father's voice that calls the prodigal back home and heals their wounds and turns them into victorious scars. Amen. And I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. 
If you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life, then check out my website, thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.